On today's episode of Making the Call, we've got some football, we've got some basketball, and we've got some food challenges to discuss. We start the show, Rosie, Austin, and Alex are with me, and we're talking about all the free agent running backs. So it's a huge free agent running back class in the NFL. We talk about all of them, where they might land, if some of them are going to stay with their previous teams, some ideal situations. Spoiler alert, we really like a lot of these guys in Buffalo. Um, and then we uh, Rosie hops off, Alex and Austin stay with me. We talk about the Dallas Mavericks. They're about to start their post-All-Star break part of the season. We talk about expectations, how the rest of the season could go really well, how it could get derailed, and if the Mavs can win the West. And then we bring Rosie back for the end of the podcast, and we talk about food, food, and more food. Uh, about 10 days ago, I did the Waffle House Challenge, uh, posted all of that on the Making the Call Instagram. We made a highlight of those stories, so you can go to Making the Call 1 on Instagram and see the entire recap, the entire, um, just that entire day. It was brutal. Um, but we talk about food challenges. We, I found a bunch, um, all of these you can do in the state of Texas. We talk about all of them, decide which ones we would be most excited to do. And honestly, most importantly, which of these challenges could we do and still actually want to eat that food the next day? Because I'm 10 days removed from the waffle house challenge. I don't even want to think about a waffle at this point. So, uh, we have a nice little non-sports uh, fun segment to wrap up the podcast. It's a great episode uh, coming up in just a minute. But before we get there, I got to tell you about our friends at Firegrounds Coffee. Uh, we all love Firegrounds Coffee here. I made the Bubba Brew this morning. It's a perfect way to start the day. I know that Austin's got the berry up black and he loves that dark roast coffee. It's delicious. It's delicious in K-Cups. It's delicious in Drip. It's delicious in Espressos, Air Press, French Press, any way you want to make your coffee. It's premiere it is top tier it's the best coffee that you can find um and i mentioned it just now but they do have k-cups so if you're a keurig person if you like the the ease and the simplicity of just popping a k-cup in in the morning and getting your coffee that way uh you can still get firegrounds coffee and your keurig so make sure you go to firegroundscoffee.com and you can try firegrounds today and you can use promo code mtc10 for 10 percent off every single order 10 percent off your first order, your second order, you could buy one bag, you could buy 100, promo code MTC10 gets you 10% off your entire order. Um, wanted to let you know about them, but I also want to let you know about the Making the Call Substack. If you're not already subscribed to it, you need to make sure you're subscribed to the Making the Call Substack. It is free to subscribe, free to be a part of that growing community. Rosie had his Dynasty Wide Receiver rankings uh, come out last Friday, and they are awesome. He's got write-ups on a bunch of players. Rankings are just fantastic. Uh, they're going to help you win your league, especially if you're playing Dynasty. Go check those out. And then we've been utilizing the Substack chat. Uh, so you download the free Substack app, and you can join the discussion with the Substack chat. Trent has been, an, been on an absolute heater with his NHL picks, uh, all his prize picks, uh, player props. He's been posting those there. I've got some NBA second-half props that I posted in there as well. You can find all those. You can... Post your own props in there as well, anything that you like. So we're going to use that to kind of grow the, the gambling side of making the call and also uh, discuss things like the fantasy rankings and things like that. So go download the free Substack app, head on over there and join the discussion. All right, we've got a great episode in store for you this week, and it's all coming up right after this. All right, we are coming to you live on Twitch on this beautiful Monday night. If you're listening to us in podcast form, it is a beautiful Tuesday morning for you. I've got Rosie and Austin and Alex with me. Alex is uh, just not being a good advertisement for AT&T Internet right now. Uh, 
He's already Dang, had some. Bodied. <laughs> he's already had some internet sucked. problems early in the or before we even hit record. So we'll see how long Alex is with us. Hopefully for the entirety of the Ma- evening. Making the call um, not a sponsor of AT and T. Making the call not a sponsor of AT and T. That's right. We only endorse delicious coffee, not crappy internet. Um, Ooh, shots fired. And yeah, we are coming to you today. We're talking, we've got a few segments in store. Um, Rosie, this was an idea that you had. It, it started as a tweet that you ended up <laughs> deleting because of some misspelled names, but. Only one. Only, only one. one. Saquon. <laughs> what did you only one. You, How'd you spell you it? spelled Saquon? How'd you spell Saquon? He, he did U-A-N instead of U-O-N. At least it wasn't like S-A-K-W. It's his new name now. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, Rosie had the idea. He he came up with some predictions for all of these free agent running backs. Uh, because there's a lot of them, if you didn't know. And so Rosie's gonna give us his predictions. We're gonna talk about it. Um, I think a lot of them I liked as, as, as I'm thinking back to the what was once a tweet. Now it is just a screenshot that lives in my camera roll. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it'll be a tweet again. Andrew, you can tweet it. Misspell all the names this time. <laughs> Saquon Barley. <laughs> um, so let's start with Saquon. I think He's definitely the biggest uh, free agent running back that's hitting the market. Rosie, what's your prediction on where he is going to be at the start of 2023? So I thought he would be back on the Giants. But then there was a report today that said that the Giants are probably not going to re-sign him. Really? And wow. they seem like a smart organization that like wouldn't, you know, pay a lot of money to a running back. So, I mean, that's what they're about to do to Daniel Jones. Unlike their NFC East counterpart. <laughs> exactly. So I kind of like Saquon, if he hits the open market, I think he'll be back with the Giants. <laughs> Just think for so? cheaper. Yeah. Hmm. I thought so too until you said that report that they're not likely to re-sign him. I mean, to me, oh. he seems like a prime like franchise tag candidate. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be a common theme for a lot of these guys that we'll get to. But I'm looking at the free. I'm looking at the landscape, and I just don't know where would he where, go. I don't know who would like really pay him that wouldn't pay someone else that. Like Josh Jacobs, if he's going to get paid a lot of money from somewhere, maybe they'll swap. Maybe Josh Jacobs will get paid by the Giants and Saquon will get paid by the Raiders. That would be spicy. Hmm. I like Josh I kind of like it. But I mean, okay. I don't like it, but I like it. Devil's advocate here. If you're the Giants and you're going to pay big money to a running back, why don't you just pay the guy you have versus Josh Jacobs? Maybe there was you know falling I mean? out. I don't know. They didn't draft the guy, so I that's think, why you wouldn't. You know, you know what would be kind of fun is Saquon to the Cowboys. Yes, <laughs> Saquon yes. to the Bills. Not. Please, Saquon yes, Saquon to the Bills. Get him to the Bills. Ooh, ooh, that's nice. Oh, mm-hmm. tell okay. Tell that's, us more, Alex. Saquon to the nice. Bills. Well, I really don't know what their cap space is like, but if they got enough, like that's really the one missing piece from that whole team. Minus, yeah. I mean, their defense is a little injury prone, but it was crappy. But Singletary. they have a running game. It's over for the league. Yeah, Singletary ain't it, if you ask me. I don't, I'm not a believer. Oh, he's not getting re-signed. No, no way. That, 
the issue Zach in that Moss is not much. Yeah, Zach Moss isn't there anymore. They no, traded for Naheem Hines, if you oh remember. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's oh, that's, that's right. That's how good Zach Moss who served is as a really good kick returner. Yep. And then they drafted James Cook in the second round. So I bust. I, I think they might pick up like a low tier guy. Like I guess we can talk about him now. But I think David Montgomery's going to go there to the Bills. Mm-hmm. I would love that man. Be the bruising back to James Cook, the scat back, and Naheem Hines, the other scat back. <laughs> Skitty scat scat. Yeah. All the scat backs. Yeah, scat. So Buffalo Bills cap space right now without any restructures, cuts, whatever, they're projected to have negative eighteen million dollars in cap space. Oh. Oh, no sequel for you. They should cut Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got they've got a forty million dollar cap hit for Josh Allen, twenty million dollar cap hit for Stefan Diggs. 18.6 million for Von Miller, 16 million for Tredavious White. So, I mean, they've got some big wow. ticket guys. Man. Daniel Jones could make more than Josh Allen. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all saw that report that he was supposedly commanding $45 million. Dude, he, like in fantasy, they might as well just list him as mm-hmm. a QB slash RB. Vanilla Vic. Vanilla Vic. As a Cowboys fan, I hope that they give him $45 million a year. <laughs> Still better than Dak. I wish Trent was here. No, he's no. not. No, I he's wish, not. I wish Trent was here to back it up, but it's cl- it's closer than you think. I think Dak's better, but it's closer. Than I you think that it's not it as it really stands not. right now. <laughs> Dak is the better quarterback. I think that Daniel Jones can, if he progresses another year, he will be better than Dak Prescott. See, I don't know if he could ever get there, but like. He just has more upside than the Dak g- does. I feel. I feel like we've seen Dak's upside. No, I don't feel. And we're not getting that back. That he has what? A, yeah, no. What's Daniel upside? Jones's upside? I feel like, like we saw yeah. it this year. Throwing a lot more touchdowns. Do you give him a good no, receiver? That that's not his upside. His upside is running for it's a like lot of more 60, touchdowns. Sixty. He already ran run. for a lot. So like. Yeah, but he. Can't I feel like last year was about right. I feel like the jo- the Daniel Jones. It's discussion ridiculous. on this podcast has gotten so out of hand because it's a recurring it's like, theme. I would all aim forty. We've all million. drawn our lines in the sand, and it's either you think that Daniel Jones is the goat, or you think that he should be playing in the XFL. And I, there's no on. middle ground. Hold on, hold on. I just said he wasn't better than Dak Prescott, but he was still like the gap is close. Let it go. Yeah, that's, but I feel that's like pretty middle ground for for this pod. But I just feel like that's not that hasn't been the discourse over the last I don't know six months. But he has okay. Rosie's right. He hasn't had a receiver at all. Ever. Ever. (laughs) Didn't he have Odell Beckham when he first came into the league? Um, I don't think so. I could be wrong though. I don't know. I'll I'll look it up. Might already been on the Browns. Yeah, I'll look it up. But I. I'm just saying you get. I just want to see it. I want to see it for like maybe one more year. Is that too much to ask? Point him better than Dak doesn't mean that he's going to be a Hall of Famer. One year, yeah. That's all I'll say about that. (laughs) One year at forty-five million dollars. Let's give him a shot. (laughs) I I I would not pay pay him forty-five million. I think that that, that's not worth forty-five million. But that's too much. Now, if they franchise tag him, and then he. Does what he did last year, or maybe improves a little bit. Man's gonna get paid. Then I would pay him forty-five million because we've seen it for two years. That's fair. 
That's fair. Well, <clears throat> we started this conversation talking about running backs, and oh, yeah. here we are. We ended, about talk- Jones. we ended talking about running backs. <laughs> well, we still have a few to get to. So we hit Saquon Barkley. We hit on David Montgomery. Um, we So Josh Jacobs, so I don't feel like he's going to the Giants. I feel like he is pr- – I just I don't think he's staying in Vegas either. He's definitely not staying in Vegas. I think the Falcons Falcons. would be an incredible fit. Uh, But I have Algier. Yeah, and Algier looked good. Sad. Algier was fine. Algier was fine. Give him another year. And they don't have to pay Algier what they would have to pay. Exactly. You know where he would be good? Where? Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I I think Miami is going to draft someone. Well, they still might. I mean, you can do both. Bijan, Bijan? Question mark. Oh my gosh, they'd have there's, to trade up. But there's a there's a guy I follow on Twitter. I think he works for PFF, and about once a week, he just tweets out like, "Hey, let's just put Bijan on the Chiefs and see what happens," or "Let's put Bijan on the Bills and see what happens," or like he just picks a different team, and it's just like this running joke, and it's like. It speaks to how okay, but, freaking good Bijan is. Okay, but Bijan on the Chiefs would be absolutely insane. I don't yeah. know if it would. It'd be nutty. I think it'd be fine. They just don't use the running backs that much. Oh, because they don't have Bijan. Pacheco was good in the Super Bowl, though. Pacheco I mean, was good. and So was McKinnon. They were good all year. Yeah, McKinnon's, but they, thir- McKinnon's 30. Yeah, but he was still good. Anyone yeah. could be good. Yeah. No. Even Ronald Jones looked okay. Well, you don't think you automatically write Shout out McKinnon out. just because he's 30? No. That's that's typically what you do. As soon as they hit like twenty eight, you're like trade them. As soon as they hit twenty five, it's like oh okay. Yeah, but uh, Jared McKinnon's getting paid like pennies, and he had a large share of the carries. Ah, uh, we digress. Let's get back. Yeah, Alex. Yep. So shifting gears to one of your Seahawks, Rashad mm. Penny, Rashad Nickel, Penny Man. Yeah. <laughs> Where is Rashad Mr. Peso. Where's Mr. Lincoln going next year? <laughs> Rashad, Yim. I sort of just sort of piggyback on on this, but I think it'd be fun to see him on the Bills as well. That <laughs> <laughs> I just want the Bills to have a good running back because I want to see that team. Alex is like, running game. I don't really know what we're talking about, so we're just gonna throw them all on the Bills. The Bill sounds nice. I'm just kidding. Well, who else needs a running? Well, actually, since Andrew mentioned Miami. He could work out in Miami too. I mean, the thing with Rashad Penny is he just can't stay healthy. Right. So. He can't. No, he can't. Oh, He's, then he'd be he'd be great in Miami with Jeff Wilson and oh yeah, Raheem, Raheem Moster. He uses those pennies to pay for the hospital bills. So who yeah. are the okay? So the teams that That's need nice. a running back, I guess you could say the Eagles because Miles Sanders is a free agent. Can we put them on there? Sure. This is gonna be a long list, man. You think so? Yes. I think the Commanders okay. Eagles are on there. I don't think I don't think the Chiefs necessarily need a running back cuz I think they're happy with Pacheco and McKinnon I, and maybe I they draft so. someone. I just I don't see the Chiefs going out and getting one of these big name guys. Um the Bills, we already talked about them. 49ers don't. Uh, Buccaneers might need one. They got Rashad White. Who? Rashad White. He was their rookie this year. They drafted yep. him in the second round. Y'all think the Vikings need one? If they cut yes. Dalvin, which yeah. I think they will. I think yeah, the Bengals I don't, I don't are going to cut Joe Mixon. Really? Yeah, he, he'll he save them $9 million, I think. What about the Cardinals? 
Oh, Cardinals, absolutely. Yeah. Prime spot. That's one thing that I was that's one team I was forgetting. I think about. James Conner is signed right now, but they're gonna need someone, someone else. I just think when you look at these teams, so I started to go through the list. Rosie, you were right. You said that there's it's the list is gonna be long, so I'm not gonna continue that exercise. There's a lot of teams that are gonna need a running back, and I think you're gonna see which of these teams are smart, well-run organizations and which ones are not because the ones that are not are going to be the ones who are going to be given this big money to all these free agent running backs. And the smart ones are going to be like, no, we're going to draft a guy in the fourth round and he's going to do just fine. He's going to cost us $2 million this year and we'll be happy with it. If that maybe not even $2 million. I think Tony Pollard costed this year, but go down and look at my, he, Eight hundred thousand dollars, Tony Pollard. Jeez, you look at total. You look at total fantasy points. He was the eighth best running back in fantasy this year. Cost eight hundred thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! And you look at like some of the other free agent running backs, like taking a running back in the first round. Saquon Barkley was eight million. Saquon Barkley cost ten times more than Tony Pollard did this year. And I think you're going to see the teams that are well run are just going to draft a cheap running back and they're not going to spend there's all this a money. lot of running backs in this draft. A and ton. That's, that's what we're not getting into. So if we name a team that you're like, well, of course they need a running back, but we don't say free agents going there, then they're probably going to draft someone. So I think that as we wrap up kind of this discussion, um, I, as I'm looking at it, I think Saquon stays. I think Tony Pollard stays. I think they're going to franchise tag him. I yep. mentioned that in the Cowboys offseason article that I wrote. Good. Uh, I think that – I think of the big-name guys, I think Josh Jacobs is the one most likely to go. Yeah, he doesn't seem happy there. I wouldn't be happy if I were him. They, no. He's always had like this weird injury thing too, though. Where he hasn't really missed any games, but like he hobbles off the field mm-hmm. every other play. Yeah, it's like a mild, mild ankle sprain or something where he just like plays mm-hmm. through it. Yeah, he's but he like was a, really good last year. Like he was really good. Something or yeah. he's got he's got like the he's got the Amari Cooper injury history where he plays every game, but he will come out for quarters or halves at a time. Yeah, with he's some like injury a hundred percent, probably like sixty percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's like 80%, like 95% of the time. So, yeah, my vote, I think of all these guys, I think Josh Jacobs is the one most likely to go. Do y'all do y'all think it's Jacobs, or you think would you put someone else top of that list? I think James Robinson. Well, I mean, not the big guys, but like James Robinson is going to go somewhere that he can play. James Robinson is going to be on the dumpster heat. <laughs> I really hope that you're wrong, because <laughs> I traded somebody. In, I, like, that was me. Oh, was I think the Bills should go get James Thanks for the Robinson. 110, man. I'm sorry, man. Ooh, <laughs> I was Alex. desperate. I was coming for a run, and then he got traded like the day after I traded him to you. It was mad. No, yeah, I traded him to you. Yeah, I traded for him. And then he yeah, got so traded. Yeah, so you don't even be sorry. <laughs> I'm got, very he happy. Got, <laughs> he got traded like a day later. Alex, what were you saying about James Robinson? Are you frozen? I think he might be frozen. I think he oh, said Matt. James. Oh, Alex, what were you saying about James Robinson? AT and T, baby. Shocker! I think James Robinson should go join the Bills. <laughs> Whoa! 
Let's just put him it. on He's the bills little, and see what happens. It's going to be a little cheaper. You can if play in was, the past game pretty well. Man, we don't even need Alex on the podcast. If, just... it, if it was up to Alex, the Bills would have like 10 running backs. On Please the- just go get a running back, Buffalo. Go get someone. Please. I'm going to put the, the title of this podcast. I'm going to say every running back should go to the Bills. They should. <laughs> All of them. Yep. Everyone has to go by Alex. Bills. <laughs> Hey, speaking of free um, agents, are we going to talk about how like Alvin Kamara is going to be a free agent in jail? That's what that's so. My Longest first yard. spot for uh, Rashad Penny was going to the Saints, really, because maybe he won't play the whole season. But if he can fill in for Kamara while Kamara's in jail, is that is that confirmed? Good. Like, is that going to happen? I, I mean, don't think have. It doesn't look good. from that. He's getting convicted. Yeah, he just he, really somebody else. Hundred percent drunk dude up in vegas or something like isn't it just a drunk fight like why is he going to jail for this oh he's still getting suspended i don't know if he's going to jail but he's definitely right to jail right away <laughs> six suspension go. or something a game whatever yeah i, I at least have it very much yeah so i think hmm. they can sign penny for cheap for pennies <laughs> pennies on the doubt baby it writes itself it does. Oh, man. Um, okay, here's a question. We'll end with this, unless, Rosie, you have any other thoughts. We'll end. We got so many running backs. He meant well, the, I'm about to, I'm about to mention segment. all of them right here. Oh, okay, you ready okay. for this? You ready for this? Yeah. Rapid fire. Of the non-top tier running backs, which one, This is. you can kind of take it a few different ways. Which one are you most interested to see where they land? And or which one do you think is going to have the biggest impact on the team they're on next year? And I'm going to list them off. Kareem Hunt, Bills. Rashad Penny, Bills. Damian Harris, <laughs> Devin Singletary, and James Robinson. Can you imagine Devin Singletary on the Bills? <laughs> <laughs> That's the place where I said that Devin Man. Singletary was good to go. Let me see I if I can let me see if I can go find like a Photoshop jersey of him. Hold on, let me see. <laughs> It'd be a perfect fit. <laughs> I could see him grossly underperforming, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got to be excited for my boy, Miles Sanders. Always love Miles Sanders. He was finally healthy this year. I don't think he's going to be back with the Eagles. They didn't even use him in the Super Bowl, which I feel like was a mistake. I think they'll probably want to draft someone. Because Miles Sanders isn't, he was drafted by the Doug Peterson gang. So I think Miles Sanders is going to go to the Vikings because he won't cost really? a lot. I think he'll be just as effective as Dalvin Cook. Alex, where do you think he's going? <laughs> this little team called Buffalo Bills. <laughs> That's the perfect landing space for. Him. <laughs> This is going to be a running joke forever, I think. I think so. <laughs> yes. Rosie, whenever you're um Where's whenever Daniel you're going the Bills. <laughs> whenever your dynasty running back rankings come out on the guys that you write the little blurbs for, uh you should put like, you know, preferred team landing spot and just Buffalo Bills for every single one. <laughs> Everyone. I would really like them on the Bills. And then yeah. list, list Alex as like a co-writer for the article. <laughs> He's my ghostwriter. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'll take this time to plug. Rosie's wide receiver rankings came out last Friday on the Substack, and they were fantastic. They were fun. 
If you're mm-hmm. playing dynasty fantasy football and you're not reading Rosie's rankings, then you're doing yourself a disservice and are going to end up doing the Waffle House Challenge like I did. Um, Running so backs next week? Possibly. Right up. Possibly. Top three. So, top three running backs to the top three on the Bills step track. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Rosie, what else did you have for this segment? I know this was kind of your idea. I, I want to make sure we hit everything that you want to hit. Well, got to hit on Jamal Williams. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I'm not happy about this. He's hilarious, but he's going to get like $10 million to stay in Detroit because he, he broke the rushing record. For he touchdowns. Got, Do you know yeah. like how many anime subscriptions he's going to buy with $10 million? Oh, a ton. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, all of them. Uh, he's not that good though. Like, yeah, Touchdown. he can run at one yard, but like, he's a good goal line back. But that's about it. No, they have a not, good goal line offensive he, line. He's not a good goal line. He's a, he's a ridiculous O line or a ridiculous. Goal Unless they think he's just worth that for the locker room presence, which still is, he's not. Yeah, but especially if like for fantasy, I would completely write him off. He's not. He's not doing what he did last year again. I think the Lions had like the most um, passes caught at the one yard line. If you go back and look at Jamal Williams' touchdowns, it's like touchdown from the one, touchdown mm-hmm. from the one. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah. And then I think that one that's really fun is Damian Harris to the Chargers. I think people are sleeping on Damian Harris, but he was he's always been really good. It's just he gets hurt a lot. So if he's backing up Eckler for a year or however long Eckler's contract is, mm-hmm. I think he can come in and replace and be way better than Josh Kelly. Or Spiller. Oh Yeah, yeah they okay. still got Isaiah Spiller year two. Like They might just give him a chance over paying another guy. Oh, dude, you know where Damien would be fun? <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Do the, the thing. Buff- the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Little team in Buffalo, New York, baby. <laughs> Damian Harris to the Chargers. I haven't heard that before. That's interesting. That'd be fun. Hmm. Interesting. Damian Harris to the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that um, Kellen Moore is going to love using him in a bunch of jet sweep formations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe uh, awesome. curl routes and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a fantastic uh, segment, gentlemen. <laughs> I think it's been fun. Real great. It All right, anything else on this? Uh, that's it. Go Bills. All right. Go Bills. <laughs> Please get a running back. All right. When we come back, uh, Rosie's going to hop off for a little bit. We're going to talk about the Mavs, and then we're going to end the show doing a – non-sports segment because now that nfl is over uh we're just gonna have a lot more freedom here making the call and we're gonna be talking about food challenges because if you tuned in on the instagram you saw that i was at a waffle house for a very long time a couple weeks ago and we're gonna talk about all that so that's what we got in store for the rest of the podcast and it's all coming up right after this all right middle segment of the podcast rosie took a break he's gonna be back later uh, I've got Austin and Alex still with me, and we're talking about our Dallas Mavericks, boys, because it is the All-Star break. The quote-unquote second half of the season starts on this Thursday, uh, even though they're like three-fourths of the way through the season. Yeah, it's like the second third. 
All-Star break way too late, but you know that's beside the point. Uh, Mavs are currently 31-29, and 6th seed in the West, only two and a half games back of the Kings, who are the three seed. 22 games remaining, 12 of those home, 10 away. Uh, they start the post-All-Star break part of the season with a six-game home, home stand starting this Thursday, hosting the San Antonio Spurs. Um, well, I'll start with you. Alex, are you frozen? Oh, no. I'm back. Oh, oh, he's back. Right after you said, are you frozen? Okay. Alex, I'll start with you. Can the Mavericks can the- run a little bit of a run here with 22 games left in the season? Yes, I think they can. One, they're getting healthy again. We're getting Maxi Kleva back. But more importantly, I looked this up on Takeathon. The Mavericks have the easiest schedule on paper in the NBA remaining with a strength of schedule of 466, which means the teams remaining have a less than 46% win. Uh, they just win every, you know, but they've won 46% of their games. Yeah. There you go. That's what I was looking for. But <laughs> he's still looking at Airbnbs in Buffalo. I will caveat. Maybe Miami. Yeah. I will caveat that with the Mavs always tend to play down to their competition so that might not mean much but on paper it's looking good like this is sort of how it lined up last year so as long as Kyrie and Luca can find more of a gel and we can play just average defense yeah I think they can go in a run yeah so they have the easiest strength of schedule in the entire league mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow 30th I'm looking at Tankathon right now. Yeah, so they play the Spurs three more times, the Hornets twice, Pacers twice, Bulls once, Lakers twice, and Utah Jazz once. So uh, that's what they've got their easiest opponents, according that's to Tankathon. beautiful. What do you think, Austin? Can the Mavs go on a little bit of a run with 22 games left in the season? I think so. You know, I've liked what I've seen from Kyrie and Lucas so far, especially from Kyrie, um, you know, the past couple games. And I think that the chemistry – is going to grow. Like Alex said, we do get Maxi back. Um, Josh mm-hmm. Green continues to play at a high level and fills the Dota role a little bit. RIP. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, it, it's it's looking like they're going to have a chance to get hot at just the right time going into the postseason. And so I'm excited yeah. to see what happens. I think a major key is Christian Wood, ever since he came back from injury, is just – hasn't been clicking like he was before he was hurt. So if we can just get him back to post injury, Christian Wood, I think that's another major key. Like get him just being the third wheel here, pre-injury. You know what I meant. But just get him being like the third star, the third wheel. Like get him more invested in the game. Because what I've been seeing the last couple weeks, it's sort of just like he's looking for his points, his shots. Not really in the rhythm with the team, which too I think there was a lot of controversy surrounding him going into the trade deadline. Yeah, that I mean I think that'll take a that'll take some toll on your game. Maybe he was trying to get his because he was trying to get teams interested in him going into the trade deadline. Whereas if he had just kept playing his game, maybe he would have played a little better. Um, so maybe now that that's gone and he's you know got free agency coming this summer, um, yeah, maybe he'll, he's maybe he'll go back. Space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of the Christian Wood situation because, you know, you go back to like December and it seemed like him and Luca had this really good chemistry. He was like clearly the, you know, the second best player on the team. It was the best offense in the NBA when Luca and Christian Wood were on the floor together. Yeah, it's weird. And then, I mean, 
now post trade deadline, you know, they got Kyrie in there, which I don't think is necessarily related to the Christian Wood offensive struggles, but it's just no. there's weird vibes with him where it definitely seems like he's likely not going to be a Maverick next season. Um, but we're talking about the remainder of this season. Uh, let's see. What are ways that the Mavericks can be better post all-star break than they were up to this point? Austin, uh, play league average defense. <laughs> whoa, 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 that's, whoa, that's, that's asking a bit much. Don't you think? Maybe in just top yeah, 20. defense. I know just top 20. <laughs> I mean, just get a little better. I mean, the offense has been fine, but like, yeah, just give me some league average. Just give me some effort. Some effort on the defensive end because that's what the Jason Kidd defense requires. And it's not always – and, you know, Kyrie's getting adjusted and um, Christian Wood may have checked out a little bit and you lost your best defensive player. Um, all of those are definitely contributing factors. Uh, mm-hmm. But Maxi getting back is going to help. Josh Green mm-hmm. continuing to play at a li- high level is going to help. So I think if we can just get up to, you know, like top – you know, 15 top, even top 20, like Alex said, I think um, that's probably going to be the biggest improvement that we can make as the Kyrie Luca relationship continues to gel. Hmm. Alex, what do you think? Mm, Just basically what Austin said, and also just get healthier, find more of the rhythm just with Kyrie and Luca in general, like Reggie's been playing a lot better. Josh Green, hopefully can keep it up. Jaden Hardy, maybe just be a little less with the turnovers and sort of find his role. Just in general, just sort of find what works and what is going to work for the playoff rotation and just go from there. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I agree with y'all. I think the defense is going to be the key and it's going to be, to me, yeah, that's the defining part of the remainder, remainder of the season is what defense do we get? Because that's going to make or break them moving down the stretch, especially into the playoffs. Um, Speaking of that, you can take it that way or you can, you know, take it another way. What are some things that could derail this season? Because I mentioned it at the top, there are the six seed. It is a log jam in the Western Conference and things can go well and you can surge all the way up to, you know, the two or three seed or things can go very poorly and you find yourself on the road in a play in game because I mentioned that they were two and a half games back of the uh, three seed Sacramento Kings. They're only one and a half games up on the 10 seed Oklahoma City Thunder. Wow. So it's tight. They, they go on a losing streak and they're out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So what what could derail them? Like what's something if you're looking at kind of worst case scenario <laughs> outside of let me let me outside take of Luca, Luca ripping his ACL shreds. Exactly. Yeah. Outside of a yeah. catastrophic injury, what could derail this season where you're looking at them and they're a, a nine or 10 seed? going on the road to win two play-in games. Well, like Kyrie starting in an anti-Semitic movie. like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like That's yeah. what the national media wants to happen, clearly. Yeah, Kyrie, like, didn't, Kyrie didn't go to L.A., so yeah, if Kyrie has a meltdown, just leaves the team, decides to retire, go do some whatever, like just leaves the team, definitely that would derail everything. I do think like a Josh Green getting hurt. Hmm. You know, that's something that I've never thought that I would say. But, you know, outside of Luca getting hurt or like a Kyrie meltdown, like one or even two of your defensive stars go down and this can get really bad really fast. I got got an interesting one for what if Dwight Powell gets hurt? Because he's our center right now. 
if he goes down, we got McGee as the starting center. Or you move Seawood over to five and start Reggie. That's but true. I mean, is that viable? Is how Christian Wood has played so far? I mean, that's true. Recently? Not, I mean, you would have to. I mean, yeah, Christian Wood's head would have to kind of recenter. You know, Dwight what Powell's pretty, better on defense than Christian Wood at the moment. This too, is so. true, but I Christian love, Wood stretches the floor like Dwight Powell, unlike Dwight Powell. I loved the meme, Alex. It was what you said in our group text. And it was like, <laughs> we did it. We time traveled. But to what year? Let me ask that guy over there. Who's the Mavericks starting center? Dwight Powell. We could be anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Longest tenured Maverick. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But, I mean, I'll give Dwight Powell credit. He's an awesome teammate. He works his butt off when he's on the court. Freaking energizer bunny. And he always makes the right play. Like, you don't see boneheaded plays from Dwight Powell. You know what I mean? Like, when they double Luke yeah. at the top of the key and he passes it to Dwight and he's making those those four-on-three decisions, I feel like he always makes the right decision. So I do want to give him credit for that. Um, Didn't you say, wasn't it like a year ago or two years ago that you were like the ultimate Dwight Powell hater in the group chat? Well, that's... I believe I've gone through I've that gone, phase. I've gone through my... We've, yeah, we've I feel all like that's gone, a natural yeah. phase for Mavs fans. It is. I just remember, stretches. like, it was you were being I, very hateful. I don't think it helps that his face is just—it's sort of annoying looking. Like, why do you think he gets punched every game? <laughs> exactly, and it never gets called. No, never. Um, okay, that's interesting. A Dwight Powell injury or a Josh Green injury is not really one that I thought of. I was thinking, like, I think y'all already mentioned it, but the whole Kyrie Irving off the court stuff is kind of where mine go. My mind goes to, but. Which I also about, think. Go ahead. Is I also think that is just a being a Kyrie fan nowadays on my team. I think that's a little overblown because literally, anytime he's brought up, they got to bring up all this freaking laundry. Like this guy's a human. Leave him alone. He's looking happy at this new place. Well, yeah, like, and he never he never wants to talk about it. Like all of his pressers have been like, let's keep it about basketball. Let's keep it about. Yeah, let's this keep season. it about basketball. He's coming off the practice court. He's not coming off like a political sermon or something like chill out i don't know that's just my thing no i mean that's fair yeah. i i think it definitely can get overblown but it's also kyrie irving and things can change in a moment's notice and i yeah. think you could say something gets we'll suspended take, for 10 games you know take it day like, by day no um the josh green thing is interesting though because we talked about the defense and how that's going to make or break this team and when you're already so limited with defensive stoppers or just above average defenders, like it feels weird to say, but I think you're right. An injury to someone like Josh Green could derail the season because he's one of your only wing defenders you have left. Did not think we would ever say that prior hey, to the this season. Look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> Yeah, he's been so good since the trade. Of course. Like, he just, he's been so fun to watch. And I feel like. Yeah, he was good before the trade. But I feel like he has taken a, he's taken a step to where he's still his energizer bunny self, but he's become like a lockdown three point shooter. Mm -hmm. Or even ever, even whenever he doesn't have the ball, he can go stand in the corner. And I feel like he's making it way more than he's missing it. Exactly. Um, at least that's how it feels watching him. So what do y'all think? I saw an interesting poll on Twitter that was like, what do y'all think the ceiling for Josh Green is? And it was like 
multiple all-star games, one all-star game, and then like just decent role player. Six man. Then, no, like, not six man. Higher than six. Just a good. Do you think that he could like, so do you think Josh Green is the kind of player that could make an all-star game? No, no, no. I got the, I got the perfect ceiling. It's Dodo right now. Like maybe a little bit better, like averages a couple more points per game, but I think that's the ceiling. You don't think, so you think he could win like a six man of the year? Well, he's going to be starting. He's going to be too good for that. That's true. Yeah. He's too good for that. No, but yeah, I think he could have. I don't even know if, I don't even know if I like the Dodo comp because I think he can do more off the dribble. This is as true. a playmaker than Finney Smith can. I'm and, trying to think of who's a good comparison for him in the in the NBA right now. Uh, Jordan yeah. Jordan Poole, maybe a little defense. Way better little. defender though. I mean, Poole's well, a like, well, like Vanderbilt. Maybe yeah, I don't really know. Like offense. he, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to think about that. He's his own man. I'm gonna have to think about that because he's well, like a Nick Batum, maybe. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I think like a like a really like above average defender, good three point shooter, but can create a little bit. Yeah, he can dribble. Can yeah, I think I think Nick Batum is a good comparison for him. He's, I like that. He's, just, he's a quicker version of Nick Batum. Like yeah, he's faster. I agree. I like that. I could also see him being more like a like a Norman Powell. I mean, that's another Clipper for you. Yeah, but just like a good three and D wing who can also create off the dribble, I think mm-hmm. is his ceiling. Um, All right, we've talked too much about the Clippers now. We need to switch. I was about to be like, <laughs> do you want to mention that Russell Westbrook is a Clipper, Clipper now? Yeah, I think that makes that team marginally better. I mean, they were thin I at guard. I think it dropped them down a peg. Yeah, I don't think it changes, yeah, don't changes much. They were awful thin at guard, though. Like, Yeah, but Russell Westbrook do you think needs ball in his hand. He just needs to st- He just needs to drive. That's He stopped doing it, and it's annoying. Like... It's what he, him, do you yeah. think Russell Westbrook is a winning player at this stage in his career? No, definitely not. But he needs to, like, if he would just try to get to the rack, like, he's still pretty formidable. He's still pretty quick, like, when he goes. But he just, in his head, he just doesn't make those decisions. Yeah. When that's what he's good at. Like, he keeps pulling this mid-range, and he keeps pulling this break three out. And it's just, he's he's fast. He's still one of the fastest players in the league with the ball. Like, I don't know. I've just never I'm a seen lot a, lower on the Clippers now that they signed him than I was I've, before. They I've signed never him. seen a player so ignorant of his own skill set. All right. Well, speaking of the Clippers, this is a good segue into the final talking point I wanted to hit with this Mavs segment. We talk about the West being log jammed. You can win two games and jump from the six seed to the three seed, or you can lose two games and you fall from the six seed to the eleven seed, and that's just where we're at. When we're looking at the West, I want to talk about how many teams do we think can legitimately win the West and go to the NBA Finals out of the, you know, 10 teams currently in the playoffs. Because Utah Jazz right out of the playoffs, they're not winning the West. Portland's not. Lakers are not. I don't care about their deadline moves. They're not winning the West. Uh, Spurs and Rockets, obviously, no. So we'll start at the top. And then we'll just kind of see where it takes us. Denver, are we all in agreement? Yeah, they like they can win the yeah. West, and that's, are we saying like as far as come out of the Western Conference Finals? Or are we saying yeah, one seed at the end yeah, of the regular to, season? No, just get to no, the no, no, no. Win the Western Conference Finals. Okay, okay, yeah. 
Because record wise, like a lot of like the Mavs aren't going to be able to get the one seat from Denver, but they could. I mean, no. I think there are five teams. So, but we'll go over those. Okay, so we got Denver. We're all in agreement. Yeah. Uh, Memphis. Yes, but (sighs) I'm going to say no. They're just gonna they're gonna make whoever they're playing so mad, and it's gonna make that team play above its capability because they're they just want to beat them so bad i need so to see them make a western conference finals first before i can say they can come out of it uh, they're also just so young and like immature right, right. Now. i think next year because i think andrew you called before the season that this grizzlies team was one that you could see like you know scraping by into the play-in you know they were abnormally mm-hmm. good the year before and you know they have been really good but i just don't see it from them, especially with their recent play. Um, I'm so true. mad that you have this take, Austin. Wait, wait, wait. I wanted, I wanted both of you to be like, yeah, Memphis can win the West. No. And I was going to come in and be different and be like, there's no way they win the West. I am so low on the Memphis Gri- Grizzlies. I am so bearish on them. Like if I could short sell a stock of a team, I would have I'd be so overexposed short selling the Memphis Grizzlies. I think that they are so cocky. You had John Morant saying we don't have anyone to worry about in the West. And then they went like three and twelve in their next fifteen. They are they so unproven. They've never even made it to a Western Adams. Conference Finals. Can't get out of round two. Ridiculous. Alex, we can still hear you. He's um, he said, really "Yeah, no. we can still hear you." He's been back. I'm back, bro. He's been back. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking about your internet. No, no. I'm talking okay. about how they can't so win without Stephen Adams. Okay, all right, all right. I like it. I like it. All right, all right, all right. I'll keep it going then. Keep preaching. I, of the top West teams, if if I if I could place a bet on it, and you won't get good odds on this, if I could place a bet on a team to not get out of round two, it's Memphis. Come on, they. I'm sorry. They need more veterans on that team. Mm. They need to get rid of guys like Dylan Brooks, who is talking crap every game and does nothing. Mm, that'll preach. And I'm sorry, John Morant. Like you have four cool dunks a game. Okay, add one other aspect to your offensive repertoire. Mm. Or play some defense. Learn how to pass. Learn how to play defense. <laughs> Learn how to rebound. I need to get Learn like how to my shoot to three consistently. I need to get like my Ooh. gospel organ out to like play under Andrew right here. Where's All he does. Is dunk. That's it. Anyone even do the dunk contest? Yeah. Look at, look, at Mac. Every, look at every other good, like, star player in the Western Conference, guys who are like the number one on their team. Mm-hmm. Every single one of the, every single one of them outside of Jaw has added to their game every year. He also Luke likes has added to his game. Shea's added to his game. Steph Curry obviously has added to his game. Kyrie Jokic. added to his game. He leads Kyrie. the league in like almost dunk, like almost dunk highlights on Instagram. Look at the, and, I'll give you. I'll give you a perfect example of this. Darren Fox, point guard, for, point guard for the Kings. Point guard right and now. Crazy fast, crazy athletic, can dunk out of the building. Does that sound like anyone to you? Russell Wilson. sounds an awful like John Morant, right? Oh, yeah. One of the critiques of Darren Fox going into the season was he was not good in the fourth quarter. He was not good in crunch time. <laughs> he was not good in the clutch. He's leading the league in clutch scoring in the NBA this year. He saw the weakness in his game, and he fixed it. 
I'm sorry. I like John Morant. I need to see you add something to your game before I actually take you seriously. And it hasn't happened. So I'm not going to clip this. This is market clip it. This is a good one. We'll call it your Memphis sermon. It's just, it's so frustrating because I feel like the highlight reels of the dunks makes everyone think, oh, look at this Memphis team. They're so young. It's not even the dunks. It's the almost dunks. Like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've never seen a player where SportsCenter loses its mind over, can you imagine if Jaw actually made this? I'm like, okay, sure. Like you do it with like a Russell Westbrook jump shot. Like, imagine if he made this. (laughs) You know, that's a good one. All right, so Memphis is not a unanimous from us. Can Sacramento win the West? I no. will. I want no. to, I want to say yes. Uh, I do because I have loved the story of how they've turned it around with no how playoff experience and Fox, but yeah, I'm with Alex, no playoff experience. Like they could get out of the first round. Sort of like the Mavs from last year. I think they could be but yeah. I want to say yes, but no. And I think Mark, that's okay. Sorry, Matt. I don't. Matt's, Matt is perfectly happy with where they are right now. Exactly. I'm, I'm sure of it. Absolutely. I don't think they're winning the West this year. I think they're building something really special. I think you're looking at probably next year they are a legitimate contender to win the West because they've got good talent. They've got young talent. They've got talent in all three phases, like all up and down the court. So They're well coached. Not quite there, but they're 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 getting there. Um, Clippers, can they win the West? Yes, Man, it's I think they can. I think they can without Westbrook. I called it pre-season. I said that they were going to be the team coming out of California this year, and I'm sure I did not see Sacramento <laughs> where they were. But I feel like I was pretty high on the Clippers to start the season, and I still think that they can get it done because I think people continue to sleep on Kawhi. Um, and let's not forget about Paul George either. Um, they've been to, they've been to a conference finals together, right? They just haven't gotten out. Uh, they went to a conference finals, but Kawhi was hurt. Right. Yes. Yeah. So um, I'm never going to count Kawhi out. I think they could do it. Um, I think there are other teams even behind them that have a better shot of coming out of the West. But I'd put them as like my fourth or fifth, maybe that I could see coming out of the West. What do you think, Alex? Okay. Well, it was a question. Are we talking about the Clippers? I've been cutting in and out. Yeah. Can the Clippers win the West? I think it really just depends on matchups for them. Cause I'm not really as high as, on Kawhi as Austin is just for the fact that like Goodbye, since Alex. he's come up, oh we lost him. Just, there he is. He's oh, back. You're not as high you're on not, Kawhi you're as, not as high on Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep it going. I'm not as high on Kawhi right now. It's just because since he's come back from injury, it just seems like he's playing through the motions right now. Maybe maybe he's just saving it for the playoffs. But at the moment, I just think he's sort of he's really hindered by his injuries. Like that might be part of the reason they went for Westbrook. Sort of take the ball out of his hand sometimes, give him some free minutes off. But he's still was, averaging twenty two points a game on fifty percent shooting. Like that's not bad. Yeah, I need to see what he looks like in the first round of the playoffs when he sort of turns it on more. Like after that, I can give you a better answer with this team. But right now, they're just my biggest mystery in the West. 
Like, yes, I could see them coming out of the West, and I could also see okay. them losing in first, That's a good in the first round. Biggest mystery, I think. Yeah, I agree with you there. That's a that's a good way to put it. Well, I mean, and you know what? Like that's that's the question, right? We're not we're not saying which team are you going to go put money on them winning the West. It's just can you see a path towards them getting there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And as much as I don't like the Westbrook signing, I I mean it's Kawhi and Paul George. I'm not going to say that it can't be done other than the fact that they have all this history going up against them because they're on the Clippers, but I'll put them on the list. Well, and if Russ accepts his role, <laughs> you know, and Terrence yeah. Mann has been hurt. <laughs> um, they traded for Plumlee, um, which, uh, and mm-hmm. Eric Gordon, like, yeah, I mean, they're not, these, these, they also traded for bones Highland, um, at point guard. Like, I mean, they made some moves at the deadline that could put them, they did. Greater position to win. They've got good defenders in like Covington, Marcus Morris Senior, who is a thug, uh, but we won't talk about that. Um, but we yeah, like his I, brother though. Yeah, we do like his brother, even though he hasn't played yet. Trade breaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Phoenix. This should be pretty easy. Yes, Kevin Durant. Yeah, just on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested. I'm in- I could see them coming back and getting the two. So for yeah. sure we've got we've got at least three teams right now: Denver, Clippers, and Phoenix. What about our Dallas Mavericks? Yes. Yep. If the I, Kyrie thing works out beautifully, I, yeah. Yes. It's, it's sort of a tough. Go ahead. It it also sort of depends just on matchups and stuff. Like if we end up playing the Nuggets in the second round somehow, that might be a problem with Jokic coming down the middle all the why, time. Why are the Nuggets a problem, Alex? <laughs> Why are the Nuggets? I just, that was that was very sarcastic. Because they're they huge. play in Buffalo. They're huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They have Josh Allen. The, the Denver Buffalo. climate is surprisingly close to that of Buffalo, and therefore Buffalo <laughs> Wild Nuggets. They're boneless wings. They're just that, a bunch of chicken nuggets. That was bad, <laughs> but it was so good. <laughs> um. Okay. So we all think Dallas can win it. So that's four teams. Yeah. Uh, the Pelicans. Yes. Hot take. Back. I think, I think Zion comes back and I mean really? you look at where they were before he went down I they're my sleeper they're probably my fifth but you they have they have Zion to stay healthy for the whole I know playoffs. but you just so, can't but okay but what if he does like that's He's the not deal going to but what if he does like and they've got other young talent and what if Russell Westbrook accepts his role Alex yeah that's not gonna happen <laughs> That'd be great. I know it's wishy washy, but like so they. I mean, they've got you know Zion, they've got Bi, they've got McCollum, they've got Valanciunas, um, they've got a decent bench. They they have Josh Richardson now. <laughs> um, I there is a path. You know they've got decent role players, and if they could just if if Zion could just figure it out, and we've been longing for this for years now, um. There is a path where they have enough talent to come out. Hmm. But they they're the biggest question mark in the West surrounds the Pelicans. And you got to look at where they were at the start of the season when they were healthy. They were having around 1, 2 and 3 before players got hurt. So uh, there okay, is so the Pelicans make 5. There's a path after that. I don't know. Um, the only other, so the remaining three teams that are currently in the playoffs, if you count the play in Minnesota, Golden State and Oklahoma City, one of those definitely could. I think it's just Golden State of those three. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not as high as Golden State as like the national media is because they keep bringing up, whoa, when Steph comes back, something could happen. It's like, I don't know, guys. Like, Steph they, is pretty old. He doesn't so even hurt. Defense. I, I agree with you, Alex, because I felt that same way last year. And then they won the title when Steph came back. Yeah. Yeah, but this isn't last year. Like, last year was sort of just the perfect, like, timing and circumstances for them. And it all just clicked at the right time. Like, it has to click right now again. And it's not lining up that way. Yeah. I do think it's fair, though. And we're frozen. If you're going to give any team (laughs) the benefit of the doubt to figure things out, you know, when it comes playoff times, it's mm -hmm. Golden State. Because they've been there. They've done that many times. So... We'll put Golden State there. So that's six teams. Now we've got Denver, Clippers, Phoenix, Dallas, New Orleans, and Golden State. So we left off Sacramento. We left off Memphis. You know what that tells me, guys? It's going to be wild come May. Two teams are going to be very, very upset because they just lost in the first round. Hmm. So only four teams make it to round two. Mm. I'm just saying, as Mavs fans, buckle up. Not saying it's going to happen, it but could, two of yeah. those six teams are not making it to round two. That's wild. That's why you got to play for the matchups. That's right. So, and that's assuming Memphis and Sacramento don't make it to round two. If one of those two makes it, then that you're talking about three teams. So that's the West is wild. It is truly the wild, wild West, and. We got 20, 20 or so games left, and I can't wait for it. Um, anything else on this segment, or do we want to bring Rosie back and talk uh, about just j- enormous amounts of food? This is this is too long to go without NBA basketball. They need to figure something out. Yeah, got to wait. As far as like the All Star break and stuff, like, dude, I was I betting know. on golf over the weekend. I need <laughs> NBA to come back. It's a. Oh, this is not for good. Did y'all watch the All Star game? Not a second. Some of it, it. it is blech. Like, it so bad. Honestly, the flag football Pro Bowl was more entertaining than the All Star game. I heard. You know how you fix the All Star game? Turn it off. You know how you fix it? You turn it off. Okay, so they have twelve All Star selections for each side, right? So twenty four All Stars right. each year. Three on three basketball. You do tournament style. Play to eleven ones and twos, or twos and threes go to twenty one or whatever. And you pick, you know, your, what is that, 24? So you pick your eight captains, and they draft the remaining 16 players, and you've got eight teams of three, and you just line them up bracket style, and you play three-on-three basketball. Half court, that'd be so much more entertaining than what we saw on Sunday night. It would be. Also, this late in the season, it just – I mean, I have my own opinions on, like, the NBA season is too long, but, like – Like, y- y'all ever play NBA 2K? Yeah. Not as much as I used to. You know how you can play, like, the three-on-three, like, black, black court stuff? Black top. Yeah. Yeah, black top's fun. Like, imagine that in All-Star Weekend, and you've got, like, LeBron and Embiid and Jalen Brown against Giannis – De'Aaron Fox and Luca, like, dang, that team, that team would win. Wouldn't that be so fun to watch? Though that that team would win. That would be way better than whatever they did this weekend. Yeah, except for except for Matt McClung winning the dunk contest. Like, that was awesome. That was epic. Mac, 
Yeah. Or Matt, All right. by the way. Oops, my bad. That's going to do it for this segment. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Rosie's going to join us and talk about uh, just food challenges. Because I did the Waffle House, Waffle House Challenge a couple weeks ago. And so we're going to make a whole segment out of that. But before we get to that, I've got to tell you about our good friends at Firegrounds Coffee. I've been sipping out of my Firegrounds Coffee mug all mm. night during the podcast. I made myself a nice little Americano with my espresso maker using yes. Firegrounds Coffee, that delicious, delicious Bubba Brew. Made that this morning, posted it on Instagram. Austin posted a reel last week of him making a very, very complex and complicated uh, order of coffee, and the it looks delicious. The AeroPress is the way to go, though, because the air passes through the grounds, too. I mean, it's it's very... You just got it. You got to taste it to believe it, man. And Firegrounds made it better. But see, Austin talking about that, me making the Americano, we're not, you know, we're not schmucks when it comes to coffee. We know what we're, we take our coffee very, very seriously here at Making the Call. We've got Austin, who's a dad of two. Trent is a brand new dad. Like we, like the coffee intake is skyrocketing. Got to get through the day. And. We only drink Firegrounds coffee. It is delicious. It is the most fresh coffee you could possibly have. They don't brew it until you order your bag. You can go online. You can use promo code MTC10 for 10% off. Is it your first order, Austin? Oh, no. I I do believe it's every order, Andrew. What? Every single order, 10% off. Use promo code MTC10. Alex. Yes, you're a, form, you're, you're a a former Marine. Do we like supporting businesses owned by first responders and veterans? Absolutely. Well, Firegrounds Coffee is just that. Every bag sold helps send first responders help for mental health and suicide prevention. So go try Firegrounds Coffee today. Use promo code MTC10 for 10% off your entire order. All right. We've got a great segment of the Rosie coming up, and it's all coming up right after this. All right, we are back to wrap up the podcast. Rosie has joined us. We just finished up the Mavs segment. And I mentioned it previously in the in the podcast, but we're doing a non-sports segment. I'm very excited for this. We're going to have lots of these throughout the offseason. And if you tuned into the Making the Call Instagram, what was it, a week from this past Saturday, so eight, nine days ago, uh, it's at Making the Call 1 on Instagram, on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, all the things. Um in one of my fantasy leagues, it's a keeper league. I got last place, and the punishment was I had to do the Waffle House challenge. Which, if you don't know what that is, I had to go to a Waffle House. I had to be there for 24 hours, but for every waffle that I consumed, it reduced the time by an hour. So I was there for 12 hours, ate 12 waffles, and was sick for another 20 hours after. You that. only ate 12 waffles. Over twelve hours. Have you seen how big the waffle Dude, house Dude, those waffles, waffles are. are insane. They're nuts. You got the stomach of a little girl. <laughs> okay, Rosie, go do it then. Go do, do it. Go do it. Go do it. You got the stomach of a little girl. I'll, I'll never get last place in fantasy league. So these aren't these aren't ego waffles. Like these things are ginormous. Alex went and visited me. He can attest to how big they are. Guys, I got the fat dad stomach, and I'm not even sure that I could do twelve waffles in twelve hours. Dude, you just don't know. One waffle an have hour. Been, have you ever been to Waffle House? Dang, Rosie really wants Actually, to do no. this challenge. You've never been to I Waffle House. Okay. A, Waffle House is the most slept on restaurant, like for breakfast, period. B, that is something I could not disagree with more after being there for 12 <laughs> hours. <laughs> totally unbiased. Yeah. So I get there at 6 a.m. And 
their like heater doesn't work. It's like 40 degrees. It's like 38 degrees outside. And I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the corner booth surrounded by windows. And I swear it was like 50 degrees at the booth. And all I had was like a light pullover. I was like, literally, I was like teeth chattering, like hands shaking as I'm like cutting up my waffle at 630 in the morning. Well, your um, first mistake was the syrup and the butter. Yes. No, I didn't use butter. I didn't use butter. Oh, you didn't? I used syrup for the first four and I strongly still to this day regret that decision. Because like the, so the science is so the, the, the waffle soaks up the syrup whether whenever you put the waffle down. It, your stomach juices would ordinarily. Like it yes. was already saturated by the time it got And down all there. that sugar and that it, I felt so gross. And then every waffle after that, like it was, it was tough, but the plain Jane, no syrup, no butter was, that was the way to go after that. Um, but anyway, so that's how I spent my Saturday, you know, nine days ago. Uh, Rosie, I want to like pay you like 20 bucks to go do it. Just so you can. Waffle House in Abilene. Are you sure? You don't? They don't, they don't have one. Yeah, that's sad. What? Hmm. what that's what? what I've never been. It's waffle House is It's like Dixie Pig have big waffles. Uh, I haven't had their waffles there. Okay, um, you know Cracker Barrel? Have you had the waffles there? Mm-hmm. Similar size to Cracker Barrel. Just the size of a waffle. I can Bro, probably eat 12 in one hour. You need to go to like Holiday Inn and get like 12 Texas-shaped waffles. What odds, what odds you place on that? Because I will take the under. <laughs> uh, you can set it at seven. So here, we'll, we'll do that bet, and the loser has to participate eat in, more another, waffles. in another Waffle House challenge. No, 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 no. I'm out. I'm out. I fold. No, never doing it again. Um, but... That got me thinking, what food challenge could you do and still want to eat that food the very next day? Because I'm nine days removed and like the smell of a waffle makes me want to throw up. Like I don't want to get anywhere near it. No desire to eat a waffle probably ever again. Maybe talk to me in a year. Uh, But not to say. That's a little dramatic. It's a waffle, man. Just one. You only have to eat one. Dude, you don't know. Don't yeah, take this. Don't know what I've been through. Don't take the this. The only problem waffles. is pancakes are way better than waffles. I'll agree with that. Yeah, this is true. Waffles kind of. So I originally gross. tried to get them to switch the challenge to IHOP pancakes instead. They're so much smaller. Yeah. So I I wasn't even thinking about it in that sense. I was just like, oh, I like IHOP more. I like pancakes more. Like, let me do that. Well, my brother-in-law Rhett, you know, friend of the podcast. He's in the fantasy league, so he looked up the nutritional facts. <laughs> and two pancakes from uh, IHOP have less calories combined as one waffle from Waffle House. And so, so it wouldn't he have done been like every short stack takes an hour off. Is what he should have done. I think that would have been fair, but but oh, you well, know, what's done is done. So that's twelve. So that's thirty six pancakes. I thought a short stack is two. Well, so I was accounting for the calorie makeup to get it more than a waffle. It was like 300 versus 220. Okay. So like two pancakes. So like 30 pancakes. Yeah, about. Jeez. But anyways, so we're going to talk about food challenges. Um, I looked up a bunch. Um, All of these you can do in the state of Texas. So if anyone is looking for weekend plans, I just found you some. Um. (laughs) We'll start with the Waffle House Challenge. Would anyone say that they could do the Waffle House Challenge and then still want to eat waffles the next day? 
I don't like waffles. So you, you don't like them? I'll eat them, but like they're, they are in. Just said he could eat twelve in an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could. <laughs> twelve in an hour. Andrew, would did be... you like? Did you drink coffee or anything when you did it? At the start, yeah. Okay, and then you just ditched it, and you were like washing them down with water. Were yeah. you dipping them in the water too? And yeah. no, <laughs> like but I was. I was doing Joey this. Chest, I was doing this Joey where I would, I would take style. a bite. I would take a bite, and then I would take a sip of the water and kind of sw- like slosh it around my mouth, and then I would swallow it. So it was kind of like dipping it in water. Yeah, mm. take it like a pill. I think Austin is saying to clip that. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, dude, 12 waffles in an hour would be one waffle every five minutes for an hour. Technically, you would only have to do... Oh, wait, no, never mind. My math is wrong. Never mind. No, to be out of there in an hour, you'd have to eat 23 waffles. Yeah, you'd have to eat 23. That would be kind of difficult. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Um, so Somebody no one's picking, no one's picking the Waffle House challenge. Nah, no. Okay. All right. Next one. Uh, one that everyone knows about the Buffalo Wild Wings Blazing Challenge. So this is 10 Carolina Reaper wings in five minutes or less. No drink, no condiments, just the wings. Um, one, does anyone think that they could do this? Yes, I could. Do I it. have a story. Oh, Ooh, story time. I guess the, so. The great city of Buffalo. <laughs> uh, Buffalo Wild funny. Wings actually had a uh, scorpion rum challenge. Have you all heard of that flavor? They had no. it like five years ago. And it's like way hotter than the Blazing Wings. And I ate like four of them. And they like serve it with ice cream too. Because it's like, it's really bad. Your mouth will so corrode. Yes, I love spicy things. I I could absolutely do this and still love wings afterwards too. They're bone in, right? Or are they boneless? Bone in, bone in. Okay. Yeah, that's better. That's even better. Yeah, I could do it. I like spicy things and though. and still go order some Carolina Reaper wings the next day. Well, so ordering, so I mean, ordering Carolina. I would never just order Carolina Reaper wings. Period. Not that, that no, good. that's yeah. That's the question. Oh, no, I'm not gonna. See, I'm that, saying I could do the challenge, but I'm not gonna okay. voluntarily put it like myself through it two days in a row. Okay, like I had to get buffalo wings the next day, but I'm yeah, not it's like I go. would go eat wings. I would go eat like mango habanero wings, even which I still think counts because if that you're counts. doing the same thing with the waffle, mm-hmm. like, why wouldn't that? Yeah, waffle, waffles are not in the moment physically painful, right? Well. Depends what number you're on. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) For Andrew's one and a half. Let's just say I took a lot of bathroom breaks at that Waffle House. (laughs) So there's an obvious difference between a Waffle House waffle and a Carolina Reaper wing as far as intensity goes while eating. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) All right. Next up, 72-ounce steak challenge at the Big Texan Steak Ranch in Amarillo, Texas. You have to eat the following in under an hour, and the meal is free. One 72-ounce steak, one shrimp cocktail, one baked potato, one salad, and one dinner roll with butter. So this is my my regret, is that I lived, I graduated high school an hour from there, and I never did it. This 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 is the challenge that I'm picking as the one that I could do and eat the next day, just because I love steak. Could you do it? So there's a ton of like strategy 
to it like there. So did you know that they live stream it? Like they have a camera on the table. Really? And like you can go watch people try it. Like there's a live stream on their big Texan website. Is it on Twitch? Maybe, maybe it's on Twitch. <laughs> but like if I had to pick one out of like these challenges, like I, steak's my favorite food, period. So like I could go eat steak the next day. And I think I could maybe, like I'm, think, I'm saying like 40% chance that I could do it. I don't think that there's any way I could do this challenge, but I agree with you that I would eat steak the next day after yeah. doing it. Now I've heard that the steak is not that good. Oh, you know, like that I, mean, I mean, so because it's a honking like. No, well, I mean, yeah. How how evenly can you cook a seventy-two ounce steak? Right, and like so, like the cuts are obviously going to be different and things like that. Because if you get that large, like it's going to be. But yeah, this is this is my. I mean, I look at the. I'll eat everything on that list, and it it's not like you know Carolina Reapers where like you eat it and the pain is going to be like immediately like set in. You know, it's nothing like that where it's like super spicy or anything like that. It's just quantity over intensity. And so that's why I'm picking this one. Well, I think the thing with this one is, and kind of also the blazing wings one is that an hour is not that long of a period of time. So like you can gorge food during that time and recover to still eat it the next day and be fine. I think that's kind of my sticking point with like this compared to like the waffle house challenge is like, I was eating waffles consistently for 12 hours that just like prolonged like the suffering, you know, to where I was like, okay, I don't want to eat a waffle again. That's but fair. Eating also, a steak in an hour. On this challenge too, there are like threads like dedicated to strategy. Like this challenge has been around for forever. Mm-hmm. There are threads dedicated to strategy. There are videos of people cheating. Like, so some people do watch the live stream because somebody was doing it and somebody was watching and they were like, throwing food under the table and somebody mm. called called the restaurant <laughs> to report them i was there so they have a killer breakfast buffet which so i've been there and they told us that story but hmm. yeah um alex wow. could you do this challenge no i i i like steak but seven i've actually i watched somebody do it once and it i Can already we, tell myself it's just not gonna work hey, let's take ounces ours is, Let's take our steak dinner bet up to Amarillo. And then if we don't finish it, Alex still has to pay for it. <laughs> I I have to pay for it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, because the steak you dinner bet. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. Did you know it's actually probably one of the cheapest per steak? I think it's only like 200 bucks if you don't finish it. And so oh, per, that's not ounce, bad. per ounce, it's the cheapest steak in Texas. Becca and I went out on... February 13th, because that's our like dating anniversary. And as of this year, we've been together 10 years. So it was like a big one. Couldn't, and we went out to the dating. Well, we've been together 10 years. That's substantial. Um, and I it's don't February 13th. I first so started dating my wife. It's right around Valentine's Day. So <laughs> oh, it works out. Chump, um, but we went to we went to a nice steakhouse in Dallas and they brought out like all this different like meat. And it was like all of it was way out of our price range. And like they talked about the like authentic Wagyu Kobe beef that they had. And it was $55 an ounce. And it's a minimum of four ounces. Well, because it's Wagyu. Like, yeah, yeah. That's creme de la creme, baby. I know. Uh, But we, we ended up, we did not get the Wagyu because 
uh, we need to sell a lot more coffee to be able to afford that. <laughs> Help us out. Is this, this is that? Andrew's job. Is this a segue? What's the promo code again? <laughs> MTC10, baby. 10% off your entire order. This isn't even the official ad. This isn't. But we love Firegrounds. Um, I had it this morning. Perfect post, way to start the day. Posted our, posted our reels twice. Yes. Um, all right. Next one. This is the one that I feel most confidently that if, I, if I'm not going to be able to do it, this is the one I think I could get closest to. And I would for sure still eat it the next day because I love pizza. So it's Brooklyn Heights Pizzeria in Austin, Texas. It's a 12-pound pizza. It's 28 inches in diameter. It includes six pounds of cheese, and you choose either four vegetable toppings or two meat toppings. And you can eat it with a with a friend, so it's two people. And if you and your partner can eat this massive pizza in under an hour, then you split. It didn't. The website I saw it didn't specify, but they have like a prize money that they split, uh, or that they give you if you complete this. And if not, you got to pay for the pizza. Um, Twelve pound pizza. In under an hour, you think have you could do it? Have you done the math? No. Because if you split it, like you don't think you can do the seventy-two ounce steak, but that's ninety-six ounces of pizza a person. How? But that's pizza, and not red meat. The hour, like, it's the ounces, hour timeline. Ounces. How much is ounces. one pizza? I'm gonna look it up. Weight of a large pizza, guys. It's it's a twelve pound pizza. That's that's a hundred. Two pounds. The, yeah, the average weight's two pounds, so that's six pizzas. So that's a hundred three, three a piece. That's one hundred ninety-two ounces. So you could eat three pizzas in an hour. No, I don't know why you do that. No, it's more. It's more, it's more weight. It's a lot it's of like, cheese. So yeah, it's a lot of cheese. It's a lot of bread. Like Probably at least at least the steak, is, the steak isn't like soaking up stuff in your stomach. Like it's just what it is. Well, I know that I could do this one and still want to have pizza the next day. That's the question. I'll never get tired. I had two hours I could do it, or maybe even 90 minutes. But I like pizza. I don't like pizza this much. It's too short. Oh, I love pizza. I could eat it every day. If it was just a cheese pizza, yeah, I think I could do it. But all the extra This thing has six pounds of cheese on it. Yeah, could you imagine? Oh, my gosh. I love cheese, but geez. Maybe if I had the mountain And I think this would make him like blast off into outer space. (laughs) 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 oh my god oh man um all right next one so this one's in san marcos it's the tap room pub and grub they call it the chupacabra challenge and it involves eating a full rack of ribs a one pound bacon burger a basket of fries 24 hot wings and a basket of onion rings and you have to do it all in 45 minutes and if you consume it all in 45 minutes, then the meal is free and you get a free t-shirt. I take it back. This is the one I could do. No, you could not. I love barbecue. I freaking love barbecue. You, you think you can do this in 45 minutes? Yeah, dude. I eat you don't have, a, you don't have time eat, to take a break to breathe. I eat you fast. Know what would kill, you know what would kill you? Like what would be your undoing with this challenge is the basket of fries. Yeah. You eat those last. Because that's just going to fill up your stomach. Yeah, you got to eat it last. And you just got to shove them in there. Like freaking double door. I'm clipping that. Footprints. <laughs> There's going to be so many clips coming from this uh, segment. <laughs> this week on Making the Call Instagram featuring That's What She Said moments for the podcast. <laughs> Rosie, what... you think you could do this challenge? No. This no, is there's it. no way. 
I I could probably do the the burger wings and maybe one of those fries in forty five minutes. But you gotta think about the ribs though. Like I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot, but I mean, a lot of the rib meat is bone. Like a lot of the rib weight is bone. I, I think the forty five minutes is the hardest part of this challenge. Here, I'm going to put the link. So I got a lot of these from uh, triptodiscover.com. They did an article about all these Texas food challenges. I'll put it at the link at the top of the doc. Well, we got um, six so we got six challenges here. We need to, like, each host needs to pick one and go do it. And go do it? And go do it. <sighs> no. I'm, I'm we'll have, a, a, we'll have Andrew do the Waffle House one. You know, yeah. Now. <laughs> He's experienced. Executive decision. I'm vetoing that. Alex is like, um, is there a Waffle House in Buffalo? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yes. Dude, let's let's just like drop James Robinson off at a Waffle House and see what happens. <laughs> in Buffalo. In Buffalo. Eating Buffalo wings. <laughs> All right. This is like Buffalo wings. It's Alex, like, could you do this challenge to Chupacabra? And it froze. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll come back to Alex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one I've got. Chunky's Burger and good old San Antonio. So this one is not, you know, like the other ones where it's a gargantuan amount of food. It's only an eight ounce burger. Really? Yeah, two hours for me. It's only an eight ounce burger. However, this burger was referred to as the hottest burger on earth by the TV show Man vs. Food. Great show back in the day. That is great show. Give it to Topped with serrano peppers, jalapeno peppers, habanero sauce, Okay, and man, ghost wow. peppers. There it is. If you can devour this spicy sandwich in 25 minutes, you'll get your picture up on the wall of fame. For this what? challenge, you must also sign a liability waiver. They call it the Four Horsemen Challenge. It's not the oh. wall of fame, Andrew. <laughs> the wall it's of flame. The wall of flame. This sounds painful. <laughs> wow. What do you think is worse? This, like... Uh, four Horsemen Challenge Burger or the Blazin Challenge at B-Dubs? Oh, the oh, Four Horsemen. Easily. The Four Horsemen, yeah. Have it's, you all had a ghost pepper? No. Yes. Yes. They're freaking I don't believe hot. in ghosts. I had a friend in high school who his dad grew him and he brings some to class. And so I ate one in the middle of class and it was a hilarious mistake. Did you cry? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was. Yeah. I, I, I sprinted out of the room trying to find a water fountain. My buddy like Stank came like thirty minutes later. Like he got yeah, some milk for me. It was yeah. it was very funny. Man, very hot. <laughs> I bet need, I could do it though. He needs some milk. I bet I could do it. <laughs> you just got to throw it all in your mouth. So and you notice like the the theme of these challenges are either like insane heat or insane quantity. Mm. Isn't there one? You didn't find any like ice cream challenges? Like, isn't there a Ben and Jerry's? <laughs> there's one? like a, one in, in so Texas. there's the Vermonster. The Vermonster challenge what's that it's one? like challenge 30 it's like 30 scoops of ice cream and you have to finish it in under an hour um, okay i i think that might be the one that would at least where i would be sick of ice cream the day after even though i love ice cream but they, having to eat 30 scoops i i'd be sick did they close all the ben and jerry's in texas i hope so no they're still no they're still some. so it's uh the vermonsters a food challenge it's 20 scoops of ice cream, four sliced bananas, two cookies, two brownies, hot caramel, 
toppings all finished up with a massive layer of whipped cream of whipped cream. But I think you get help. Let me go see. So I saw one similar and it's $38 if you don't finish. It's not terrible. It's not. I don't think it would be that hard. So that's like the price of like a carton of eggs. Yeah, dude. My my daughter loves eggs. I bought two eighteen packs today, and I paid like four hundred bucks. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. I saw something that the uh, average <laughs> price of a dozen eggs is more than the pound of uh, ground beef right now. It is. That's insane. Yeah. So, um. Stop blowing up the factories. I saw some. I saw one similar to the Vermonster, and it's called the Kitchen Sink Challenge. And it's at an ice cream shop in San Francisco. And it's three sliced bananas, eight flavors of ice cream, eight servings of toppings, uh, a ton of whipped cream, chopped almonds, and cherries. And you can do it with up to six people. But the catch is they have a they have a time limit. They have a record. And you have to beat the record to basically set the new one. And so the current record is 20 minutes and 49 seconds. All right, fellas. That, we, do this. we could do that. So it's either we go to Bourbon Trail or we go do this when we get so all our coffee money. So uh, yeah, Bourbon Trail because I don't want to go to San Francisco. Why don't you want to go to San Francisco, Rosie? Nope. Let's just keep it moving. Um, those are all the food challenges I had. So we'll end with this. So <laughs> I got enough fentanyl. Waffle uh, House Challenge. 72-ounce steak challenge. Brooklyn sure? Heights Pizza in Austin. The Chupacabra challenge, which was the full rack of ribs and all that. Or the Chunky's Burger, which is a four horsemen with all the peppers. If you had to do one of these challenges, which one are you most excited to do? Chunky's. Yeah, the four horsemen. I'm signing a liability waiver. That's a little risk. Well, it's, I think it's just Can you die? Stomach, really, right? Google, no. Google, can you do it? You could have a, a really <laughs> yeah. upset Where do you think stomach. they get the ghosts from? <laughs> it's the souls of all the people that went before you. <laughs> a soul for a soul. I think for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back. The 72 out steak. I think it's probably because it's what I've wanted to do. I've wanted to do it. And so. Let's just go do it, Austin. Road trip. Dude, do you know how far <laughs> that is from here? Okay, you drive from there. It is 11 hours. And then we'll drive from Dallas to Amarillo. Okay, yeah. Making the call field trip. Let's go. There you go. And then we could drive from Making the call, hitting the road. Live podcast from the interstate. A research study in 1980 calculated that three pounds of extreme chilies in powder form of something like boot jalaki. What? Eaten all at once could kill a 150-pound person. So I think you'd be safe. Three uh, pounds. I'm like, I'm like are you, are you calling me fat? Good. Are you saying I don't look like I'm 150 pounds? <laughs> oh, gosh. How much do you weigh? I like 260. <laughs> Half so kids. you could have a lot of peppers. Half kids, you'll understand. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get pregnant, man. Nope. Because <laughs> when, when she wants chocolate, you want All chocolate. Right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Making the Call. Thank you to Rosie and Austin and Alex for joining this week. Uh, the dad joke, Trent is not here to furiously turn through his dad joke book. Uh, so I'll handle it this week. You'll hear the uh, the story of the two slices of bread that got married. Nope. Nope. The wedding was amazing until someone decided to toast the bride and groom. <laughs> <laughs> Burnt him. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. I've never, that joke. I've never heard that one. Yeah, that that's going to do it for this week. Um, shout out to all the running backs in Buffalo. Shout out to all the running backs in Buffalo. Alex, and like, all, some help. Buy all the running <laughs> backs. Some help. Buy them. <laughs> go Bills. And I just want to remind you before we end the podcast, go try Firegrounds Coffee today. You can use promo code MTC10 for 10% off. Every order, your entire order, it is delicious coffee. We love Firegrounds Coffee here at Making the Call. Promo code MTC10 for 10% off your entire order. Also, go check out our Substack. Go check out Rosie's wide receiver dynasty rankings on the Substack. They are awesome. He's got write-ups on a handful of players. Um, Also, you want to download the Substack app so that you can be a part of the Substack chat that we've got going. Trent has been on an absolute heater with his NHL picks. Uh, he's seven and three over his last picks or his last 10 picks. He's got a stop him. Somebody got to throw some ice on those he's NHL like picks. Four and I one used, is like cricket picks. Like this is he's digging deep. Tell me you have a gambling problem without telling me you don't have a gambling problem. <laughs> Go bet on cricket. Yeah, he has been doing, he's been, yeah, he's, he's on a bit of a hot streak. Um, I put in about four hours of research in the NBA second half lines on prize picks and bet way too much money on those. So those are in the Substack chat as well. You can find all of those. Uh, we can, we'll also be using the uh, chat function to discuss Rosie's fantasy rankings and future prize pick bets, or um, especially with March Madness coming up. Oh my gosh. The amount of betting talk that's going to take place during March Madness. I cannot wait. Um, Aggies, so- Aggies in the AP top 25. Let's get it. So go download the Substack app. It's free, and you can be a part of the chat, which is also free, and you can subscribe to the Substack. Again, free. Um, That's going to do for the podcast. I hope everyone has a fantastic week, and we will see you next time.